Chapter 10 Rachel I spent hours just walking in the woods, walking and trying to remember. Who was I? What was I? I didn't know. My mind would not answer me. I remembered how to talk. I remembered what things were called. I knew that the sky was blue, and the moon was white, and the ocean was deep, and that winter was colder than summer. I knew all the background things of life. It was like watching a TV show where you could see all the sets, but the characters were invisible. Of me? Of who I was and what I was? I knew nothing. Or not quite nothing. I knew that I was some sort of freak. I knew that I could have the feathers and beak and legs of a bird. And I knew that I had some terrible enemy. The pine needles and fallen branches made walking painful. But what else could I do? Where was I supposed to go? Some terrible beast was hunting me. Who could I possibly trust? Answer me! I yelled at no one but the trees. Who am I? The sound of my own voice reminded me I had to be careful. The beast from the sky might be out there. Might still be looking for me. I walked, always hoping the clouds would lift from my memory. I knew I had amnesia. I remembered the word, amnesia. But how had it happened? That I could not remember. I stayed fairly close to the highway that sliced through the forest. I could see flashes of cars through the trees, a few hundred yards off to my right. But I stayed deep enough in the woods that no one from the road could see me. I could not afford to be seen. Not until I knew what danger I was in. Then, amidst all the greens and browns of the forest, I saw something bright yellow. It was deeper in the woods, another few hundred yards deeper. I crouched down low and walked on bent legs toward the splash of yellow. I moved as quietly as I could, placing each bare foot carefully. It was a shack. The yellow was a cotton ribbed top. From the Limited, probably. I froze. What? From the Limited? What did that mean? I squeezed my eyes shut and concentrated. Flash! A store! It was a store. Clothing. Tables covered with folded tops in bright colors. I was there. I was there shopping with... I knew there was someone with me. I could feel the fact that someone was with me. But I couldn't see any more. The memory fragment was only a brief snippet of time. It told me nothing. I looked again at the shack. It looked like it had been built a long time ago. It was made of logs, some of which were rotted out. Had I been here before? It felt familiar. This place? A place like it? But no, I was probably just imagining things. The yellow top was hanging on a clothesline. A duck walked left to see through the front doorway. It was open. There was no light inside the cabin. Should I? Could I take the risk? If you want to return the item, you'll need a receipt, a voice said. Yeah! I yelled and spun around. A woman. Old. No, not so old. Just shabby. Wearing so many layers of clothing, she looked fat. But she wasn't. She was thin. Dragging a bulging canvas bag. Not a threat. I forced myself to calm down. I tried to let the adrenaline flow out of me, but my heart was pounding and my muscles were tensed. You'll need a receipt, the woman said again. 
She stared at me in a challenging way and held out her hand. What? I asked. Do you know me? If you want to return the item, you'll need a receipt, she said again. She said it precisely the way she had the first time, the identical inflection. She was insane. I don't have a receipt, I said. She looked past me at something, or nothing. Then she headed for the shack. I don't know why, but I followed her. She was mentally ill, but she didn't seem dangerous. And I wasn't exactly normal myself. I don't know what I expected to find inside the shack, but it was a shock. Clothing. Piles of it, three feet high. In every corner, clothing. Much of it was dirty. Filthy. Some was stained or burned. Some seemed fine. The madwoman ignored me completely. She opened her dirty canvas bag and began pulling out more items of clothing. Stained shirts. Ripped jeans. One old sneaker. Excuse me. I said, ma'am, if you want to return the item, you'll need a receipt. Can you tell me your name? She stopped sorting the clothing. She turned a sly grin toward me. My name or its name? We are two, not one. Yes, yes. If you want to return the item, your name, please, I said. It's gone now, she said craftily, but it will be back. Oh, yes, they'll be back. They never go away forever. I guess normally I might have been frustrated. I might have even gotten annoyed. But I knew now what it was like to have your brain betray you. Who does all this clothing belong to? I asked. Mine! She shrieked suddenly. Mine! Mine! Okay, okay, okay. It's yours. I found it all. People throw it away. It's mine. Yes, it's yours. But I was wondering, I don't have any shoes. I thought maybe you could let me borrow a pair of shoes. Will that be cash, check, or credit card? I, um, I had an idea. Maybe it was stupid. Maybe it was even a little cruel. I bent down and picked up a chunk of pine bark from the floor. I held it out to the woman. Credit card. She took it. She looked at it in confusion. Then she looked up at me. There was something lost and desperate in her eyes. Is this the store? She asked. It's your store, I said. She forced a shaky smile. Let me know if I can help you find anything. I will, I said. I began digging through the nearest pile of clothing. Shoes were stuck here and there. I dug each one out, one by one, and set them in a pile on the floor. I needed a size five. So far, I had mostly men's shoes. Are you one of them? The woman asked. One of what, ma'am? I replied. The others. The ones who live in your head. I don't think so, I said. I was focused on my search. There's only one way to know for sure, she said in a soft, silky voice. Success! One size six Reebok and one size five Converse. They weren't exactly matched, but they were better than being barefoot. I heard a creak of rusty hinges behind me. I turned to look. The old woman had opened a trap door in the floor of the shack. I started to rise from my crouch, holding the shoes. Woomph! Something hit me from behind. I tried to suck in a breath, but the blow had emptied my lungs. The woman was all over me, shoving, clawing, scratching, and screaming. Yerk! 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 
I struggled to fend her off, but she was strong and driven by her insane vision. I fell, down through the hole in the floor. Yerk! Yerk! She screamed. I landed on dirt. I recovered quickly and leaped back up at the opening. The hatch slammed down on me. I ducked just in time. Yerk! 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 Flash! A gray, sludgy pool. An underground cavern. Something in the pool. Swimming. Many somethings. Seething just beneath the surface of the pool. Like fish. No. Slugs. Gray slugs. Yerk! My head swam with a sudden vision. But I couldn't focus on that. I had to get out. I pounded on the splintery wood of the hatch. Lady, let me out of here! Let me out of here! I don't want to hurt you! No answer. I looked around. It wasn't a basement, just a space beneath the shack. Maybe long, long ago, it had been some kind of way to escape. Or maybe it was a place to store food for the winter. But it had the feeling of great age. It was hard-packed dirt on three sides. The fourth side was a wall of vertical logs. I could see through the gaps in the logs, but I did not see a way out. Lady, let me out of here! I'm not going to hurt you! She spoke in a much quieter voice. No, no, they don't want to hurt me. You just want to crawl inside my head, like you did before. Crawl inside my head? Make me... Make me... Give you my husband? Make me give him to you? My children? All for you? All for you? Controlling me? In my head? But you died, didn't you, Yerk? I felt a terrible coldness. She was insane. Insane! And yet, why did her raving mean something to me? That word, Yerk, it meant something. Something evil. Was I crazy too? Was that the truth I was hiding from myself?